Christy Ned Blake remembers the day when the first symptoms appeared. March the 5th, I was working and at the end of the evening, I had a really bad asthma attack that was triggered by some hand sanitizer, actually, that was really heavily kind of fragranced. I have asthma, so that kind of thing can happen, but it's, it's actually pretty rare. So that alone was kind of strange. Christy is 45 and lives in North Bend. And while her asthma does flare up, especially when the air quality is bad, this time was different. And the next day I was uh, sitting with my son in the living room and we were playing a video game. And all of a sudden my whole body was just racked with chills. It was like a wave that came over my whole body. I First, I got really cold, just head to toe, and then, then really, really hot. And then within minutes, I was physically shaking. And yeah, that was when it started. And the problems haven't ended since, 135 days later. That puts Christine into a relatively rare category of COVID-19 patients that call themselves long haulers. This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Aaron Granillo, a reporter with Cairo Radio in Washington State. And on today's episode, we're going to examine what could be causing months-long battles with COVID-19 and who's at risk. It's unclear how many of these long haulers are out there, but thousands of people of all ages are flocking to online support groups and sharing similar experiences. Many have never been hospitalized. Their cases are classified as mild. But their persistent symptoms are shifting our understanding of the disease and its long-term impacts. And it's becoming clear from their stories that COVID-19 can cause far more symptoms than first suspected. Can you run down your list of symptoms that you've had since March? Sure. So we've got chills, temperature that comes and goes, shortness of breath, chest pain, uh, migraine like headaches, which I've never actually really had in my life. All sorts of intestinal distress, nausea, all of that good stuff. Lightheaded. Um, I've nearly fainted twice when I go from sitting to standing, especially. Weakness, fatigue. I get the shakes really badly sometimes. Um, today is one of those days. My hands especially will shake really badly. I've lost my sense of taste. Um, never for any long periods, but it'll just disappear for a few minutes and then come back. Um, I'll get these pinching pains in my body, um, and I don't really know a different way to explain them. Um, it'll just, it can happen anywhere. It can happen in my legs, uh, my back, neck, face. And it'll just feel like I've been given a, a pinch, and then the area will kind of like go numb for a second. I've had patches in my face go numb for like up to a minute. One thing almost all these long haulers have in common is their symptoms come in waves. They could feel better for a few weeks before they're knocked back down again. And a lot of these people are young, they're healthy, they're fit. That's science reporter Ed Young. He wrote about long haulers for The Atlantic. You know, I can't tell you how many people I spoke to were like runners, really like my body is my temple type folks who have nonetheless... Um, been really kicked around by this virus. A lot of these folks have been homebound, bedbound. They've had fevers ongoing for months. They've had rolling waves of neurological symptoms, gastrointestinal symptoms, pain, fatigue. Many of them say very commonly that they try to do 
mild physical activity, something as simple as going for a walk, doing the laundry, something like that, household chores, and they will get knocked back off their feet for days, if not weeks. About 14 million people have tested positive for COVID-19, and the World Health Organization says more than half have recovered. But that doesn't tell the whole story. More than 300,000 Americans have signed into an app that tracks COVID symptoms. It's part of a joint project by King's College of London and Massachusetts General Hospital. And while researchers have found that most people do get better within two weeks, about one in 10 still have symptoms after 30 days. Some can stay ill for months, mainly dealing with breathing difficulties and fatigue. And for me, I, I know that I am... I'm dealing with this again when the fatigue hits. I'm not a napper. I'm not the kind of person who who just sleeps during the day. And this will set me off to the point to where I literally can't do anything but sleep. If I'm sitting and watching TV, even even trying to work, my eyes will close and, and I'll fall asleep just sitting there. Another issue Christine is battling is that not everybody believes she ever had COVID-19 because she's never tested positive. A lot of long haulers haven't. Science reporter Ed Young says part of the reason is because so many got sick when testing was scarce and their symptoms weren't linked to the virus at the time. So things like gastrointestinal symptoms or neurological symptoms that we now know are actually quite common with the illness um, were not treated as part of it. So folks who had those kinds of symptoms were maybe not likely to think, maybe I have COVID, maybe I need a COVID test. And as Young points out, diagnostic tests can give false negatives. They tend to work best when the virus is most prevalent in the body. Doctors think that's within the first few weeks of when symptoms set in. Christine got tested much later. I've had two negative tests, but that was after testing became available. My first negative test was in April. I've been diagnosed with it by two different doctors. And then there is the most glaring evidence that long haulers are indeed struggling from COVID-19. Hundreds of them in online support groups have discussed their symptoms and even ran their own research. A bunch of these long haulers have done a survey of themselves asking what their symptoms were like over time. And if you compare two groups of those people, the ones who have a positive COVID-19 test and the ones who have not, their patterns of symptoms are exactly the same. So two possibilities then, either they both have COVID, which seems pretty likely, or one group has some other completely mysterious virus that happens to be going pandemic at exactly the same time and produces exactly the same symptoms. Either way, there is a big medical issue to solve. Okay, so why? I mean, why would these symptoms come right. in waves? What are the theories right now? That is the crucial question. And I am sad to say that we don't know. There are several different hypotheses. I, I think probably the least likely is that the virus itself is continuing to infect them. I, I think that seems unlikely. More likely, they are suffering from some kind of prolonged immune reaction to the virus that was once in their bodies, that they have, um, that their immune system in an attempt to fight the infection has gone berserk and is continuing to overreact. But honestly, we don't know. 
What we do know is that some COVID cases that end up in the hospital develop acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS. Studies from medical journals, including The Lancet and the American Medical Association, show between 30 and 40 percent of COVID hospital patients develop ARDS. A lot of times these patients are physically weak, really lack endurance, um, and have new changes in their ability to get through their day to take care of themselves. Dr. Aaron Bunnell is a physician of rehabilitation medicine at Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. I would really love to emphasize that if you are healthy and otherwise doing well, it doesn't take you out of the category for severe infection. So I'm seeing a number of patients right now in their 30s and 40s who have had pretty profound effects on their bodies. And one was showing me pictures of just before his hospitalization from the gym. And, you know, he's extremely fit, lifting in the gym, benching, you know, I think he's in mid 200s or something for his bench, doing very well. And now, after standing for a minute, is trembling so bad that he has to sit back down. He had no diabetes, no hypertension, no other conditions diagnosed before this infection. Okay, so for somebody like that who is otherwise healthy, if somebody like that were to develop uh, another sort of viral infection, how common is it or, or how rare is it that it would affect them so severely? It's not impossible, but it's, it is more rare. I would say, you know, we have admitted 30-year-olds who got severe influenza, but I can count the number on a couple of fingers, you know, over eight to 10 years. Whereas now I can go out in the hospital today and see a number of patients that are in that age group that have those, uh, that level of impairment. My impression is that the data will come out and we will see that there is actually a pretty profound effect in those populations compared to other viruses. Dr. Bunnell hopes the lesson people take away from these long-term COVID patients is to reconsider what recovery really means. While millions of people have technically survived COVID-19, for some, their long haul back to full health is far from over. One example is, you know, if you look at ARDS survivors um, in the ICU, at five years, you know, less than half will return to work. So in the U.S., we tend to focus on mortality and not on quality of life and return to work and all the other things that really make life living for us. And I think we also have to understand that in some of those survivors, there's other profound life changes occurring. That brings us back to Christine Nedblick. A few days after we first spoke, I got a text from her. She told me she had gone to the emergency room after having these sudden chest pains. At first, it was the familiar ones, part of her ongoing symptoms. But then the pain increased, got sharp, and started to move down her arm until it went numb. I panicked. Like, I can't, I'm not going to say I didn't panic. When you start having chest pains and it's going down your arm and you're thinking you have a heart attack, you're, you're going to panic. When she made it to the ER, she was met with skepticism. Christine says she actually had to convince a doctor that she'd had the coronavirus. I, I really just came in because I wanted to make sure my heart was okay. And and instead it became this this weird moment. Even my husband sitting there like later, he, he told me, he's like, he actually rolled his eyes at you. And I was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> and my husband, yeah, he, he actually rolled his eyes at you when you were telling him about your symptoms. You know, people understand that those who ended up in the hospital are probably going to have long-term health problems. But the idea was that two weeks and you're good or you're in the hospital and you're, you're either going to die or you're going to come out really badly affected for the rest of your life. When, when I didn't follow either of those paths, it was very lonely and I, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I think it's so important for, for other people to know that, that it isn't black or white. It isn't one or the other. Everybody is affected by this differently and we need to, to be empathetic and we need to listen and we need to make sure that, that everybody's voice is being heard so that, that other people don't feel quite so alone. You know, so other people know that these things that they're dealing with, other people are dealing with it, there's support out there for them. This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Aaron Granillo. And if any part of this has resonated with you personally, you can find links to the online support groups in the episode description. Also, highly recommend reading Ed Yong's article about COVID-19 long haulers, which is also linked for you in the episode description. Huge thank yous to Christine for sharing her story with us today, to Dr. Aaron Bennell at UW Medicine, and also to Ed Yong, journalist at The Atlantic. This podcast was produced by myself and Laura Scott. And hey, if you've listened this far, are you subscribed to our newsletter yet? You'll get daily updates about coronavirus news that is local to Washington State and a heads up whenever we put out a longer episode like this one. Just text NEWSLETTER to 98973 and we'll send you a link to sign up.